Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Josh. And together we are Bloody Date Night. Bloody Date Night asks the question, can a whore expert show his whore novice? Who you call it a whore novice? Horror movies that he loves and she's seeing for the first time. It's about what happens when you introduce the person you love to the thing you love and they're probably going to hate it. Just like me with taxes. We're Bloody Date Night. Give us a listen. Get your headphones on and bebop time. Hello and welcome to Dusty VCR, the podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Rachel Lynch. Rachel, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Michael? Good, good. Good. We're doing a morning show today. Morning show. (laughs) Morning show energy. What do you mean? <laughs> it's just like how people uh, oh. on like the Today Show, like, hello, how are you? Viewers oh, at home. Hey. Today we're going to be making oh. a frittata. Yeah. We are making right. a frittata today. Ooh, that'll be hard with the microphones and yeah. the, all that stuff. Yeah. And especially because we can't make any ambient noise. Right. Or you'll right. get mad at us. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, so I was hoping that I could get some help from, from all y'all today. Okay. Um, but should I wait until everybody else is in the room? Yeah. So okay. nobody else is in the room right now. Okay. Let's 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 let invite people, them in. Let's invite them in. Zena. <laughs> Zena Dreyfus, also our, our co-host. How are you? Hello, and welcome to Zena's morning show. Oh yeah. Just ate a million pancakes. Nice. And the energy is low. Oh. And half half a pig. I, my producers told me half a pig. Yeah, and yeah. you ate the other half. That's true. Mm-hmm. And finally, we are joined by a uh, local comedian and host of the upcoming podcast, 25 for 25, Panina Beatty. Hello, this is my morning show. <laughs> it's 2 p.m., which is Panina morning. Yeah. So I feel pretty good. Nice. I actually, when you said this is your morning show voice, I was like, is it the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I was thinking, it's too. It's 2.30 or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> In the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and Rachel, you have, you okay, have questions so this for all is, of us. You know, sometimes before we record, I'll think like, oh, maybe I should tell some jokes or something. Mm. Sometimes people tell me that that's a good idea, yeah. telling jokes, you know? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Sometimes I write jokes down in my phone. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got. Yeah. And I opened it up and I realized I have a real problem. Mm-hmm. When I write my jokes down... I'm always really high. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what they mean. <laughs> so let's see if you guys know. Okay. All right. The first one here, moth infestation, frog infestation, old lady ind- ingestion. I saw an old lady that swallowed a fly. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a book, right? Yeah. There was an old lady who swallowed a mm-hmm. fly. Yeah. And familiar. She had indigestion. Yeah, it says ingestion. Mm. Old lady ingestion. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe but I feel like maybe I meant indigestion. Maybe. Or maybe a fly ingested an old lady. <laughs> right. Do you think that the woman who wrote the old lady who swallowed a fly was just really high with her Probably. friends? <laughs> uh, telling jokes about swallowing a fly and then you got to eat, swallow a 
what's the next one? A swallow uh, a, frog a frog to yeah. catch the fly. And then a... Oh. What's the next guy? And then she read it later and that she's is, like, this makes no sense. It is what such high logic. <laughs> it's like, high I gotta logic, swallow right? a frog in order to eat the fly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That it's a very high logic. Children's books authors are such stoners. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Pete the cat. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I don't know Pete the cat. Who's Pete the it's cat? It's kind of a new age one. I only uh, know it because I I like babysit sometimes. Uh, uh, okay. But it's very popular. It's like I don't know what what a what a cor- correlative or a, Steve Carell. I don't know what Steve the Steve Carell of 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 our generation. It's Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve Carellative. <laughs> no, I don't know how to. I don't know what the like equivalent. Right. I can, I can't. I don't remember mm. really popular books when I was a kid. But I don't know, like uh, Go Dog Go. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. I don't remember the plot of Go Dog Go, but that I do there remember. There isn't the title. really a plot. Oh, okay. I they do I end up in a tree with all the hats. Yes. Oh. Pretty oh, sweet. Wait, there what? are several. It's like That's a. Go Dog Go? It's like a sketch show, kind of. <laughs> Go Dog Go. <laughs> What's the one with the guy with all the hats it. on? Yeah. Do you like my hat? Yes, yeah, that's a different I do one. Like your hat. No, that's part of that's, <laughs> no, that's part of Go Dog Go. I'm telling you, it's like a little, it's like a uh, little sketch show. Like, yeah. it's a sketch show. I mean, I'm so no, <laughs> it's a sketch show in that like of books. There are no, it's one book. Oh. Random dogs show up. Clearly, this is not the random the cat stuff. of our generation. Um, it's almost like a chapter book, except for it's like three, like three pages is one story. Mm. We need to have a spinoff podcast where we, it's like Dusty Reviewed Book, where we oh, just yeah. go back. Oh, oh yeah. I like that. I'm into Dusty it. Book. <laughs> Dusty Book. Dusty Book. Dusty Pages. <laughs> Guys, get a, a pen and pencil. We need to write some stories right now. <laughs> we need to come up with get some new ideas. Get a pen and pencil. <laughs> well, I am, I am in the middle of a... <laughs> Take the pen, write on your skin. Take the pencil, carve a story into your flesh. I have to take a five-minute break for Rachel and Zena to finish being amused <laughs> with each other. <laughs> I am writing a story for a school where we have to take something in nature. It could be anything. And just like write like reflections on it five uh, times a week. Yeah. And I chose the water bear. You guys What's know what that bear? is? Oh, it's, they're fucking cool. I'm allowed to swear, right? Yeah, yeah. They're so cool. They're like these little, almost parasite size, but whatever. And they can withstand the most extreme conditions. Radiation, extreme heat, extreme cold. They live on the moon. Some, live on the moon? Yeah, literally. Whoa. some like Because like some spaceship brought them on the moon, but it oh. crashed and they spilled it. What? And so now there's like a Wait. bunch of water bears living on the moon. Seems... There was a moon crash that I don't know What? About. Yeah, it was like, it was like over the summer. Wait, this it was called Bereshit. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like now there's going to be a whole society that is created on I the know. moon. I know, right? <laughs> I've written about it. It's one of the entries. <laughs> I know. But one of the things is tardigrade, literally, like the etymology is like slow moving. Uh-huh. And part of the like thesis of all of my logs is like, I want more people to be aware of the tardigrade because uh-huh. they're so cool. Uh-huh. I'm going to write so that more people know about it, the tardigrade in the hair. Uh-huh. so that uh, this is my utopian future is yeah. that everyone knows about the tardigrade it's like a, a central part of our popular culture yeah to right. the point where children are reading stories about it as yeah, yeah. As and all, what is the tardigrade sorry it's the same thing as a water bear uh, oh, oh okay. sorry you guys 
Yeah. Oh boy. Tardigrade. Uh-huh. I fucked up. That was all me. <laughs> it's technically called a tardigrade, so also known as a water bear or uh, a moss piglet. Do you have what? No, I want one so bad. Uh, but they're why do they get all these really cool names? Really yeah. What? Are, why are they're like they, taking they're up all the cool names? Cool, because they're like indestructible. Yeah. But they're taking over other animals' names. Yeah. Just to say. Yeah. I know it's true. It's really. It's cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah. I saw on Instagram someone got a tattoo of a water bear and I didn't know what, what that was. No. Oh. And so then I, I saw this tattoo and I was like, oh, that poor person went in for a tattoo of a water bear. That doesn't look anything like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But now I know. Cool. Yeah. It was just a tardigrade. 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 Mm-hmm. So, Panina, I was at a show in Aguam on Monday, and uh, I saw oh, wow. this comedian, Zayat Murphy, and she was saying that she performs in Connecticut, and I was like, oh, do you know Panina Beatty? Oh, yeah, my mom's converting her. And she was like, I don't know her that well, but her mom is my rabbi. Yeah. And, she was, and then she, for like two minutes, she's like, her mom is so cool. Her mom is the coolest rabbi. <laughs> like, she's like, you know how like you hear rabbi and you think like, old man with like long hair her mom got arrested at the western wall protesting for feminism i was like whoa cool it's true what was she protesting well okay so you have really have to get into some of the politics of israel Mm -hmm. you you guys know the western wall right the wailing wall if you will for years and years and years it was just like this whole this site of like the temple where the temple used to stand and like anyone could go there and whatever and then I guess shortly after the establishment of the state of Israel, it became considered to be like a synagogue and it was run by like a certain group. And Mm -hmm. that group is like ultra Orthodox. Mm. And so it's, it's separate, like men and women are separate and separated. And the women's section is like tiny, you know, I mean, it's a cultural site for many people. And so it's like kind of not really right in my opinion that like, it's separated in that way. But anyway, the first day of the Jewish month is like a considered to be like a woman's holiday because mm-hmm. of like the moon cycles, like we're connected to that and all yeah. that. And so it's like kind of a holiday. Mm-hmm. And so at, once a month on the first day of the month, this group, it's called Women of the Wall, they go and pray the holiday service at oh, the okay. wall. And for a long, long time these women would like get arrested because they would like bring in a scroll, like a Torah scroll that women aren't technically Mm. like by the Haredes aren't allowed to read from Mm. and they're not allowed to do certain prayers, but they would do it and they Mm. would sing loudly. And so my mom was arrested for praying loudly. (laughs) And she, and part of the reason they arrested her is because she came early because she's a very late person. Yeah. And she came early because she was like, no, I really want to be there in time. And she was like, had an honor and was leading a service later on. She didn't end up getting to do it because Uh she was arrested. But because she came early, they like thought she was like a, an organizer, like part uh. of it. And she got arrested with Susan Silverman's sister, who's also a rabbi and lives in Israel, uh-huh. and another American rabbi. Yeah. And it made the front page of the New York Times, oh. but it was the same day that the Pope resigned. Oh. So we got below the fold. Yeah. Because the Catholics are always trying to <laughs> fucking overshadow us. <laughs> We actually, yeah. we, we were debating about some Jewish traditions recently, and we thought maybe you would uh, oh, have more insight. Yeah. Do you want to tell the story? I can't remember what they were. I was so high at the time. <laughs> you didn't um, write them so down. No, I remember what one of them of was. coming of age. My, yes. Okay. So this is something that I, I just 
didn't even realize that Michael didn't know until I started talking about it. Mm -hmm. But I was recently telling somebody about how, you know, when I got my first period at a Pez convention, um, I went and told my mom and I was all like freaked out and... Uh And told my mom for comfort, and she slapped me across the face, and you know was like <gasps> delighted and hugged me. And oh, I, that's her way of showing pride. And I was like confused and <laughs> and like, but then remembered. Do you know what I'm talking about? Remembered what? Oh, that's weird. Maybe, maybe mom, mom just loves slapping yeah, you. Maybe she just made this up. She this said is the only time. Thing. Yes. It is a Jewish thing. You've seen it confirmed in other things, right? In Transparent, they talk about it. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sure it's a thing. But you've you've never heard of that? No. Oh. I went to an Orthodox high school. Maybe it's like a reform thing. Maybe. No, my mom's never hit me before or since. That's so Um, funny. So it was really, you know, kind of unsettling. Yeah. But (laughs) she had told me beforehand. She prepared you for years. Like she had told me... You know, but you forgot. I had forgotten That's coming. in the I'm moment. Slap you. Of course, because you wouldn't have told her. <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know if I if I would have or wouldn't have. I don't know. Yeah. Can we about go back to the Pez convention? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, tell me about it. Uh, so my mom and I started collecting Pez dispensers when I was nine or ten, and at this point, uh, we have sort of a shared collection of maybe. Three or 400 Pez dispensers that are mostly on display at my mom's house. So at a certain point, we started going to conventions, which are just really interesting places to be. Yeah. We've gone to several years of conventions, and it's typically like the same cast of characters there every year. Um, There's one woman who goes every year who has very, very long gray hair, and she's pretty short. She has a cowboy hat, and she wears sandals, and she always has two very, very long toenails. Her big toes Mm. are very long and painted silver, Mm. typically. Um, Then there's a man. He always wears like a muscle shirt like a muscle tank Mm -hmm. with his biceps revealed. Yeah. And he has like a bob haircut Mm. to his chin and then straight across bangs. Mm. And his hair is- That's my haircut. It is, (laughs) but it's straight. His hair is straight and it's dyed jet black. Mm. That's so cool. (laughs) And he's probably like, you know, in his 50s. That's so funny. Yeah. His hair is likely gray. (laughs) And it's in like a different place every year. So the one that we've gone to is in the same place every year in Stamford, Connecticut. That makes sense because Pez was made in Connecticut. That's right. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. You've also done Pez cruises, right? Yeah. What? (laughs) So (laughs) it wasn't like the whole cruise was like a Pez cruise, but... um, It was on a giant Pez dispenser boat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a boat made of Pez dispensers. (laughs) It was a, a cruise... And there was a, a a group of people who were going together who were like Pez collectors sure. going on the cruise. So they had their own sort of agenda that they had okay. special Pez activities on the cruise ship. That's amazing. They, they always have Pez bingo, which mm. is fun. And one time my mom and I won big at 
Piss bingo. We got Popeye and Brutus along with a few other things, but Popeye and Brutus are each worth like three hundred dollars. Nice. At the time, I don't even know what they're worth now. Yeah, Probably more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are you like the youngest person there? Sorry, I'm just so curious about no, this. No, no. A lot of times people bring their kids or their grandkids. A lot of cool teens. A lot of cool teens. Nice. Of cool oh, teens. Yeah. <laughs> the coolest. It does tend to be an older crowd and then like, yeah, maybe they bring their grandkids or mm. something. Do you think you could like sell drugs that way? Like sell your pi- like sell in, pills in a dis- in, in a, a Pez dispenser at a Pez dispenser convention. I, that's what I'm to saying. Children. That's like the least to children, right? Yeah, that's like the least. Yeah, nobody would like, ever suspect. Yeah, nobody yeah. would right. ever suspect. Yeah, I think that would work. That would probably work. Panita, did you collect anything as a kid? Yes, I'm afraid to tell you. Oh yeah, then we got a. I collected. Do you do you remember those um, AOL? cd roms yeah. i collected those oh nice and sometimes i would like draw on them uh-huh but for the most part i just kept them wow. how did you get them they were free at like every store yeah like at target or right. this or cbs or whatever i just take one what was the appeal for you i liked the designs mm-hmm. i guess were they different yeah oh okay yeah they had a bunch of different designs and then i also just liked the feeling i had like these silver and gold sharpies mm-hmm. and i loved the feeling of drawing oh yeah on i'm not like much of an artist but part of the reason that i've always been drawn to it is that the feeling of putting an implement onto paper mm-hmm. is yeah. just so satisfying and yeah. so just like literally just coloring in these yeah. cds yeah yeah i can see that yeah a weird thing to collect but that's what i did that's a good one yeah it's unique so do you guys want to get into it yes <laughs> oh, let's I do, do want to get into it all right so today we're discussing the 1988 movie dirty rotten scoundrels starring steve martin and michael Caine. so panina this was your pick so uh what associations did you have with this movie okay this is very this is quite embarrassing but okay. i saw dirty rotten scandal there's a list that you can choose from for movies that we that we could watch and i saw dirty rotten scoundrels and i was like oh my god yeah i saw that movie on like tbs or something as a kid yeah. and i loved it so much i thought it was so funny and then i start watching it and i was like this is not the movie oh. that i thought it was oh. so had you think, ever seen it before no so I think what this was the first of? time. I was thinking of a different Steve Martin movie. I can't remember what it's called now, but I did look it up. I'm pretty sure. Can I look it up? Sure. <laughs> I can't remember. <gasps> oh dear. Oh, you saved the glass. Catch! Holy shit! For those. It's not listening. the one with Eddie Murphy, is it? No, it's about a mad scientist who switches. Oh, brains. the man with two brains. The man with two brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. I'm pretty oh. sure that's what it was. Oh. That's what I actually did see. Wait, why did you get and from I, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels I to The Man With Two Brains? I always thought that was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Like, looking back on that, I, I've always thought that I saw Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Never saw it. Mm. Wait, but what? what? Like, Isn't that Is amazing? there something about the title that made <laughs> no, you think? No, it's just a Steve Martin movie. Yeah. I think yeah. that was Steve Martin's first movie. No. Man With Two Brains? Which yeah. One? No, Man because I, then I looked up his filmography. <laughs> oh, was it not his first? No. I was think The Jerk his The first? Jerk might have been oh, his I think okay. The Jerk was his big, like, his first yeah. star role. Yeah. Okay, so Zena, you, you watched the trailer. Did you have any thoughts from the trailer? Um, from what I remember, the trailer was short, and it's just, just um, Steve Martin and Michael Caine, um, like, walking buddy-buddy uh, yeah. by a river. Yeah, and it was a very odd trailer. That never happened in the movie. Yeah. That scene. Yeah, it was shot specifically for the trailer. It's like them walking along the water and they push an old lady into the water. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like a really weird, corny voiceover. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't do that for trailers anymore. Yeah, so I didn't really know what to expect from the trailer. Yeah. And then, Rachel, what were your thoughts going in? So I've never seen this movie either. Yeah. I was surprised that it was even on our list because <laughs> I don't think yeah, of this. Rachel was kind of mad at me when I told her that you picked Planes, uh, Dirty Rounds. I was, I was like, mad at you? What you were like, mean? why is that on our list? Why are we doing that? I wasn't mad. <laughs> you slapped me in the face. Oh, my God. <gasps> well, that was, I think did you had your period? first period? Yeah. Oh, mazel tov. <laughs> Obviously, that was right. completely separate. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yes, this is so funny. I'm the only one who's seen this movie before. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe. It. And you didn't even. Had I hadn't even seen totally seen it. All so, of it. I feel like if I'm ever on this show again, I'd rather you guys just pick the movie for me because <laughs> I always get stressed out, and then I'm like, oh, I picked the wrong one. I don't have the right relationship to it. Or turns out I didn't see it. <laughs> Yeah, my memory of it was it was always on Comedy Central. Yeah. For some reason, it, like Comedy Central plays this movie all the time. I had never seen the first like 10 or 15 minutes. So that was all new to me. But everything else I'd seen, I, I don't think I had ever watched and then like followed through all the way to the end. But I just caught like 20 minute segments to the point where like I knew what the movie was. So it was it was strange watching it, just seeing everything happen in order. And then the other thing I remembered was... I had a very clear memory of the ending. It was interesting watching it, knowing what was going to happen in the end, given that that is a big twist. So yeah, like I'm really curious. Well, first, like what do people think? Well, let's start with Panina. I thought it was all right. Yeah. I think possibly part of it was just that it was like a very, it felt a little tropey to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I was not in the mindset where I was like trying to guess the ending. Yeah. But when the ending came, I wasn't like, oh, my God. Right. I was like, yeah that, yeah, that checks out. And I'm glad for that. Like, yeah. I'm I'm satisfied. Yeah. Like, if that wasn't the ending, I would have been like, this is, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Yeah. But I'm that's yeah. what did it for me. Yeah. And Zena, what did you think? Um, Yeah, I thought it was all right, too. I'm realizing, yeah. like, my judgment of movies, I think, just has so much to do with, like, whether I was, you know, what kind of mood I was in. Uh-huh. Like, was I eating good food at the time when I was watching the movie? Like, yeah, I enjoyed it because we were eating tacos, you know? <laughs> um, and I think maybe I went in expecting to, like, hate Steve Martin, which I did. But, like, yeah. he he was so good in that movie at playing, yeah. like, such a yeah, he shithead, you know? He was yeah. really great. Yeah. 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 And, Rachel, what about you? Yeah, pretty much the same i enjoyed it a decent amount for sure if the ending was not what it was i would have been kind of like okay yeah but i i liked that there were certain jokes in the movie that i really loved but most of it was kind of just fine yeah yeah so one of the first jokes in the movie that made me laugh is like right at the beginning when they're pushing each other into the yes. ferns. <laughs> that's my whole, that's my favorite joke of the whole movie. And it's such I, a funny thing because like it shouldn't really be funny. Exactly. <laughs> I don't remember. Wait, what was they're, that? They're like out. It's like the <laughs> one of the first scenes, this woman, they're at the casino and the woman thinks that Michael Caine is royalty and she's like following him out onto the patio. Oh, yeah. And he's like. Very secret. And they he, like, both pushes her push into her these into ferns. The fur. well, yeah. first, no, first he just pulls her over to the side, and they're talking with some leaves like between their faces. So yeah. they're they're not like in the plant, but it's just between them in a really awkward way that you would yeah. never do. And then they start pushing each other into the ferns. Yeah, and then Michael you Caine know. jumps off the balcony into the ferns. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> How did you guys feel about the the chemistry between Steve Martin and Michael Caine? good yeah all right good sexual chemistry 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think they were, one was a good foil to the other one. Yeah. I think maybe they didn't, the actors didn't like each other very much. Uh-huh. Oh. I don't know. That's yeah. my guess. So? After you ask it, as a result of you asking me that question, I don't really think they do have great chemistry. Oh, really? Yeah. I think if they had, it would have been better. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I think you're right. Hmm. Actually. I mean, they're such different. They're from totally different worlds in ho- within Hollywood. Yeah. Right. Maybe not opposite enough or something. Yeah. Or maybe even egos. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually did think they have good chemistry, mm-hmm. but like, as you say that, one thing that I've noticed in a lot of these movies rewatching them is like something that makes them enjoyable is you can kind of feel that the actors are having fun. Right. And in this one, I would say like it's not one where I felt like yeah. they were having fun. I didn't think so either. Yeah. So here's a question I have also is, do they ever explain, is Michael Caine rich from cons? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. that rich from cons? Yeah, that didn't seem so unbelievable to me. Really? Yeah, he just like gets all these widows. Who do you know like to, that? Uh, my friend Steve, um, Jim, Danny. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know any con men. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I do love scams though, so this is this is uh, up my alley for scams. That's true. Yeah. Do you really think that people get that rich from just from conning rich people? I think it would be hard to have a residence. Like, I think if you're that rich, like you don't just keep doing it from your home. Yeah. Maybe he married uh, like an old wealthy lady. Yeah, could, could be. be. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> could be. Could be. There, there are a few times in the movie where it's it sort of becomes complicated that somebody they've met in one persona meets them like when they're trying to play a different persona. Yeah. Right. So, have you guys ever had that where you like lied to somebody and then like later on had to stick to that lie in a weird way? Uh, um. So, one... The, the, I, I can only think of scenarios where I look like a real asshole. Okay, so I, great. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a mundane, more mundane one. So, oh. I this is like a few years ago. I was trying to arrange a hike with my friends in New York. And there's this guy that I didn't know that well, but I invited him. And uh, we'd hung out a few times. And then he just didn't like respond. I was like, oh, do you want to go on this hike? And he didn't respond. And I had originally planned on everybody just taking the train up to the mountain and hiking that way. But then it was so few people ended up going on the hike that we just could fit in my friend's car. But it was like all five of us. And then the day before the hike, this guy finally responds and he's like, sure, I'll go on the hike. What time should I meet you? Like, I didn't really know what the graceful way was to just be like, we're in a car and I don't want to like reshuffle things at this point. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, that that fell through. We actually decided not to go. Oh, no. And then... (laughs) We like went on the hike and we were like all taking pictures and then like I get home to post them on Facebook and I was like, oh wait, <laughs> I can't do that. And Oops. the weird part of the story also is like I had a girlfriend at the time in New York and I had also like dated this woman that I knew in South America and like it's one of those relationships where like we stay in touch even though she lives in South America and like we would like chat online and like one time she came to New York and we saw each other for a few days and it's like sort of these like loose casual relationship but. There's certain times when she's like, it's like a little bit like not exactly flirty, but like too sweet for like a conversation you'd have when you have a girlfriend. Like she's like, oh, I hope you have a wonderful day is like something you wouldn't really say to somebody who has a girlfriend. Is that is that the case? <laughs> well, like Uh-oh. if it's somebody you used to date and then yeah, like it's There's a little bit subtext. too. Yeah. And Maybe. so like one of the things I was like trying to like get her to know that I had a girlfriend so to like tone down the sweet. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember that. But without being like... <laughs> Did you say tone it down, sweetie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to, 
<laughs> so I was like, this is going to be the perfect opportunity because the we also like didn't take that many photos together. So I was like, I'll post this picture on Facebook and she'll see that I have a girlfriend and she'll like, she'll understand without me having to be like, be 20% less cutesy with me. Uh-huh. And so I was like stuck in the situation where I'm like, but if I post it, then this other guy is going to know. But if I don't, she's going to continue thinking we have this relationship. So I like made a custom list on Facebook and posted it. So only she was in that list. So only she could see the photo. So I'm hoping that worked. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Michael, sometimes you get in, you tell me about these situations. I remember that happening and feeling so annoyed and just like the the, it was the same feeling I have, which is like why I can't watch that much Seinfeld because oh, I'm just like, oh, yeah. just, just say what's happening. It's uh-huh. not that big of a deal. Who should I have told it to? Tell the guy yeah. that you actually, you know, you kind of planned a different way because uh, there weren't that many people going and you're taking yeah. a car. So if he wants to meet you by train... Cool. I didn't even want to do that though, because that's a pain in the ass to All like, right, then, coordinate. Then it feels so cold to be like, I did want you, but now I don't. So, uh-huh. Panina, what do you feel? How do you feel about this? I think in the initial moment, if you had said, "Here are your options," right, he probably would have been like, "Never mind." Yeah. And even if he did, it would have been annoying, but it would have been like fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But once you lied. I mean, you're in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the thing with the girlfriend, (laughs) I I don't, I can't even get into it. You didn't have any other pictures together. Like just take a selfie. Also, we just just, like don't have that many pictures together. What? I don't post that many pictures to Facebook. I don't know. I don't know. Zena, where do you fall on this? Um, This podcast has turned into a relationship advice podcast for me. Well, I feel like my life prior to meeting Rachel, Michael, I would have gotten myself into the same exact situation. And then I met this amazing woman. And I learned that you can just talk to people yeah. and be honest. I, just, I don't know. That's always a thing that I just find baffling is that people are... There seem to be so many scenarios that people talk to me about that they're like how do I get out of this one? Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to tell them that my grandmother had a stroke. <laughs> like, just tell them you have plans <laughs> or you're not feeling up for it tonight. Like, yeah. There's just so many situations where I've heard people saying stuff like that. And yeah. it's fine to just tell people you're not up to do something. Yeah. Oh, here's... I, okay, I came up with one. Okay. Okay. I'm in school and last semester I had a paper due. It was like a short response or whatever. And uh, I didn't do it and I didn't feel like doing it. (laughs) And I knew I would eventually do it, but I was not going to do it on time. Mm -hmm. And I think probably if I was just like, hey, can I get an extension? She probably would have been fine. Yeah. But I think maybe I'd asked for an extension for something else. I don't know. It was a very annoying class. Yeah. And so what I did was that she was like, oh, email me this this assignment by midnight or whatever. And so I emailed her. I was like, here's my assignment attached. And I just didn't attach uh, it, yeah. which is like, you know, classic move. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Also, my boyfriend teaches college and he was like, they know, like they uh-huh. see right through that. I yeah. was like, whatever. And 
I was literally gonna like write. I was gonna do it like the next day. Yeah. And and you know follow up be like oh I forgot to attach it whatever. Yeah. But before I could do that, literally like twenty minutes after I sent her, being like, hey, here's my attach. She wrote back, thanks. Have a good weekend. And I was like, fuck. Is she playing me right now? <laughs> but I think she truly, she was like so busy. Like uh-huh. she's like her husband like lives in a different state because uh-huh. they're both in academia. It's like, uh-huh. yeah. so she's like basically a single mom. Yeah. And like, she's so like, she's always like very disorganized. So like, I think she just didn't realize uh-huh. that I didn't attach it. Like, yeah. I think she just did not look at it. Right. Did not open it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. it would be great to like call your bluff and then be like, start giving you feedback based on something you didn't submit. <laughs> <laughs> but then did you think like, oh, shoot. So is this totally resolved? Or was there a part of you that was like, wait, but am I still going to need to do this? Well, I was ho- right. Well, I was hoping she'd be like, oh, I didn't get your attachment. Right. You know what I yeah. Mean? Or eventually I would be like, hey, what's going on with that? Or just like, oh, I realized I didn't send it. Yeah. And eventually I was just like, a couple days later, I was just like, I have to send this in because it's uh-huh. going to eat me alive. But I was just like, hey, I realized I didn't attach it, which is so <laughs> superficial. You know what I mean? Oh, I just happened to be going back in my send things. And it was, I realized it wasn't attached. Uh, and uh, the next, or like the next time we had class, I was like, oh, did you get my attachment? She was just like, yeah, I, I got it. I, I got it. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was so awkward. And my boyfriend was like, you're being such a like a dick. Like my students, I hate it when they do right. that. She, he was so mad at me. <laughs> oh, so coming back to the movie, the, the scene you talked about earlier where Michael Caine is my fair ladying Steve Martin and yeah. teaching him how to be a gentleman. Yeah. What did you guys think of that? Miss Congeniality. Yeah. I got like Princess Diaries. Oh. Uh-huh. Who's the no? Who the makeover guy in that is? Oh, it's the guy from Chicago Hope. And the same guy. Things I hate about you, Dad. No, that's Larry Miller. Paolo, the one that breaks the brush. Yeah. And he's also in. I remember watching Pretty Woman. I think it is Pretty Woman because I remember watching that with Mom, and that was like we had seen that same actor do that same thing in another. So I think it's Pretty Woman. And my mom was like, That's really funny. he's so great. He's always helping women be what they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I hate that. What I hate, about, I really love that movie, Princess Diaries. But in that scene, the fact that, oh, what makes her pretty? They straighten her hair. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. they break her glasses, too. But like, they fucking straighten her hair. Like, really? No, yeah. don't they do that? That's in a, what makes you pretty? Yeah. That, they do that in a few different movies. And I oh, always yeah. was just like, what are they yeah. doing? Why yeah. would they do that? It to really, them? I'm pretty sure it like fucked my psyche. Mm. Up because, like, oh, gosh. Because I have very curly hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see me. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, curly hair is bad. Well, yeah. I've most of my life had very, very straight hair. And my mom has curly hair, and I we always wanted each other's hair. Sure. We sure. always wanted to switch. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, when I saw yeah. that, I was like, why would they do that? That's <laughs> I know. a gift from God. She needed God. product and maybe like a haircut. Yeah. You know? But like, it. yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right after they teach him to be a gentleman, there's a scene right after where the, the con they come up with is that Steve Martin plays... They like call him a monkey boy. It's like a guy with developmental. Yeah. Ruprecht. Ruprecht. Yeah. And I was watching that and I was like, 
Man, Panina really loves these I movies. I know, right? I had that moment. I was like, fuck, again? <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous. I know. <laughs> you guys, I didn't struggles. know this was the movie. I feel like you did, and you're you're just like backtracking. <laughs> like, I've never seen this movie before in my life. I swear. Maybe in my, maybe, maybe Here, in a past life. Here's what I didn't understand. Why was Ruprecht American? Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> Steve Martin can't do a British accent. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. What did you guys think of Ruprecht? What a weird character. Uh-huh. So it wasn't I'm... like, I mean, it was different from the character in Drop Dead Gorgeous, Drop Dead Gorgeous yeah. because this is not how anyone is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is no one who's like Ruprecht. Right. right. Ruprecht is a unique individual. Right. right. Yeah. I, I kind of got that too, where it wasn't like, like, yeah, with Drop Dead Gorgeous, it was like, he's really resembles someone with yeah. special needs. Yeah. He's really trying to like embody specifically a yeah like, like imitate uh, yeah imitate yeah. someone who you have probably seen who yeah. has yeah a yeah. developmental disability yeah whereas yeah ruprecht is is no one yeah so i the entire time i was like i, like, I hope this is still okay because it's like weird enough that it didn't feel mean mm-hmm. i did constantly have this tension of like is this okay now and so like that said a lot of my favorite jokes are from the like five minute sequence of him being Ruprecht. Yeah. Mm. Also, I think unlike Drop Dead Gorgeous, this was like more necessary for the plot, mm-hmm. which is not an excuse, but yeah. like sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Like, I think there could have been gorgeous. very small tweaks uh-huh. to make it less cringy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, like they could. Like what they were doing was trying to put in a shock factor to scare yeah. the women away. Right. So they yeah. they could have done that in different ways. What did you guys think of Janet? I thought she was great. Yeah, I thought she was great. She's She was probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, she stole the show. I thought she was really well cast. Yeah. yeah. Especially that flip at the end. I thought oh, she, yeah. She's yeah, so she good. She plays the, mm-hmm. yeah, the New York realtor really well. Amazing. Yeah, it's interesting also because she's just like not phased by the ego clash that's like yeah. maybe going on behind the scenes, but yeah. clearly, I mean, obviously going on yeah. in the movie. But yeah, I like I like her a lot. She comes across as so earnest, and mm-hmm. I love when she's listening to Steve Martin's story about like why he's in the wheelchair. Yeah, I love that where he like they were on Dance USA and they yeah. came back to set and <laughs> they were dancing naked, <laughs> and then he watched them have sex. So good. And then I love throughout the movie like anytime he'd see people dancing, he's like they're dancing. Oh Take me out God. of this place. I think one of my favorite parts is when he. Uh, Dr. Schofhausen and uh, Janet are upstairs <laughs> dancing and he, he got stuck <laughs> yeah. downstairs. Oh, yeah. So he crawls he upstairs. I heard music. Can I just say, this whole racket just seems like so much work. Right. Like so stress. I'm just like, I That's could never. That's a good $50,000. I, I mean, I'm just like. Like the whole, even the part with, what was his name? With Ruprecht, like trying as many ways as possible to make this lady uncomfortable. Oh, Uh it just seems so like, just like taking forever. Like trying to put on this act just seems so stressful. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying, I mean, that's, they probably aged so much. Oh my God. Just like (laughs) so. That's why they all look so old. That's why they all look so old. 
I actually forgot. There was living another, alive. Another scene I really liked with the whipping scene. What did you guys think of that? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, the whipping yeah. scene. When Dr. Schulfhausen is supposedly first meeting Steve Martin and he's like testing his oh, legs. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. And he whips his legs. It only makes sense to me now that I know that Janet knew that he could walk the whole time, you know? <laughs> uh, well, it makes sense even if you don't know that. Well, it wasn't making sense to me. Like, oh my god, why would she be okay with this? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, he can't feel anything. <laughs> she thinks he can't feel anything. Right, but still, I, I, I was like, yeah. why would you? you I mean, still- he's not a medical doctor, <laughs> also, for real. So, well, also because Steve Martin, he's the one who's saying like, oh, Doctor Schuffhausen, he's the only person yeah. who can heal me. Like. Yeah he's a, a master so she thinks that she's watching somebody who's like a total expert yeah. like putting all this best trust. in the world sure. she's just like yeah. oh okay uh-huh, like uh-huh. yeah i thought steve martin did such an amazing job of the facial acting mm-hmm. of yeah. like trying like both it trying was believable, to not- yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought it was believable yeah it, it wasn't like too much of looking like you're trying to hold it in. right and i really liked at the at the very end of that where She's like, he's so happy. He's crying. Yeah. <laughs> you see, like, he's just sobbing. Yeah. Oh, my God. The amount of tears. Even that was, like, really funny. The amount yeah. that he was yes. crying. Yeah. I don't know why, but that was uh-huh. just, like, he was, like, really sad, like, right. full tears. Obviously, it was fake tears, but yeah. still. It was yeah. Just... And then we, we get to the end where the reveal, the big reveal is that Janet is the jackal who they've been talking about the entire time. Mm-hmm. But it seems like everybody was really happy with that. And yeah, yeah, nobody, you guys were all saying you didn't see it coming, but it's like not really a movie. It's not like a suspense movie where you right. would think about that. Right. Yeah, it was interesting watching it, like knowing that that was coming. I wish I didn't know because I feel like that would have been really satisfying. Mm. I feel like it is a good sat Watching it with the knowledge that she is conning them, everything still does sort of make sense. Like there's certain sure. movies where like once you know the ending, you're like, this doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But for the most part, like it ma- like there's a few scenes where like Janet's by herself and she's still sort of in character where you're like, okay. But, and also like, it's a little bit unbelievable that she like kind of read this, this power struggle between Steve yeah. Martin and Michael Caine. So, yeah. So quickly and yeah. just <laughs> went for it. Right. Yeah. But I, I, it's really satisfying. Like, like she plays Ernest so well that when you find out that, it's this good con and then i like that she even goes to there's like the stylistic move of uh, giving back the money but she's replaced it with steve martin's clothes i know i was happy for steve martin that he yeah. got his clothes back yeah. and he had that we genuine response of like yeah. my clothing yeah, yeah. yeah. Yay. I, liked, I liked that they both had little happy responses at yeah. that point yeah there's oh something... yeah well michael came was like obviously in love with her right yeah. which i i, I adored that actually yeah. i was very mm-hmm. happy it's like this admiration, like for the crash. Sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. like that. Yeah, and then I, I really love that last scene where Janet comes back as what, what's uh, she's Paula. So here's the most stressful part about that scene for me. Yeah, what if he didn't know how to do an Australian accent? Right. You know. Right. Which was kind of pointed to. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. He yeah. had to. There's like a lot of tension. Like yeah. in my mind, I'm like, fuck. Right. Like if that happened to me. I wouldn't, I'd, right. I'd mess up that so quickly. Yeah. I could probably keep that facade on for like three minutes. Right. And is she trying and I would to get them up. in on the scam? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really Jana. like that she, she makes Steve Martin a mute. She's yeah. like, sadly, yeah, she's he's like, a mute. Sh- just shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Well, yeah. Because yeah, that's why she said that he was Australian because she knew that he was up for the yeah. challenge. Yeah. yeah. And he has, he's got a pretty good, uh, 
german accent yeah yeah what yeah i was thinking about that german accent and how i could have just listened to him talking in a german Uh it was very satisfying yeah so satisfying and then i was thinking about oh yeah our grandparents had german accents oh yeah but i'd never thought of maybe they were scamming us yeah i never thought of them as being german accents i just was like that's just how they talk that's a grandparent accent that's just (laughs) just like maybe that's why you thought michael Caine was so old (laughs) i'm just kidding michael Caine just looked very old All right, let's move on to the whoop ratings. So as is tradition, we will start with Xena. So uh, for our listeners at home, the whoop ratings are how many times the movie would make you say whoop? So, I think I I would whoop twice. Whoop twice, okay. So two whoops. Yeah, two whoops. Two whoops. <laughs> two whoops about it. And Rachel, what about you? A couple hundred whoops. A couple hundred, okay. Uh, no, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. what, what did you guys, what were things, the strong parts for the two of you? I think the whole Janet being a con artist is what saves it yeah, all. Yeah. And the plants going, right. <laughs> going pushing into plants. Yeah. Yeah. Zena, were there were there things you would uh, like um, to I think praise? I I enjoyed Steve Martin's performance and I yeah. was not expecting that. So yeah. for that reason I, I liked it. Overall I felt like it was a little bit too long. There were a lot of moments I really liked. I laughed out loud, like a few different parts of the movie. Like the ferns is one of them. I I really liked the Ruprecht stuff, mm. um, and the ending was really satisfying. Even though, even though I was in, constantly waiting for it to happen when it finally did, I was like, "This is this is pretty nice." Mm. Pina, um, what about you? I probably would only give it one whoop, but it's like a big one whoop. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like. If you guys give it bronze whoops, I give it mm-hmm. a gold whoop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not to not to just totally <laughs> not to out whoop you. you. Yeah, we're the same. We're in, we're all in the platinum age. Yeah. Right. That? <laughs> so, what were the things that stood out to you as as likable? Well, I mean, obviously the Janet twist. Yeah. And Steve Martin's physical humor. Yeah. I love that, and the fact that he got his clothing back. Yeah. All right, uh, so are we ready for the mom game? Hell yeah, ready. Okay, so for the listeners at home, the mom game is I ask my mom to describe some movies <laughs> based on her memory of what happened in them. It's not always accurate, but, you know, not everybody's memory is accurate, so you just <laughs> have to have to figure it out. And because Rachel has a huge advantage, Rachel is only allowed to make one guess. Wow. And everybody else can just call out, like, as soon as you know it, you can just call out the movie. So, and you can make as many guesses. You can make as many guesses as you want. I'm going to be so good at this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I shouldn't have said that. Okay. (laughs) So, the reigning champion is Trisha D'Onofrio, who, like, completely destroyed everybody. I think she got, like, seven or eight. I think there's 10 total here. Okay. Um, Okay. You guys ready for the first one? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, this is a story about, like, a bunch of kids that are probably, like, about 12 years old. Super bad. And they live in a neighborhood that's kind of... Sandlot. Yes. I was just going to say Sandlot. It was Sandlot. Oh, God. I got to get get the the competitive gene out of the... The rest of that one wasn't so funny. Oh, okay. So Rachel's in the lead with one, taking taking a strong early lead. Okay, here's the next one. This is a teenage girl who falls in love with this classmate. She really likes him, but she says that she really doesn't like him, and she things I hate keeps about a list yes. of oh. things that she doesn't like about him. She's being <laughs> raised by her father. I guess mom died, and she has a sister. 
and she's i remember she's like applied to go to sarah lawrence i think in new york York. actually i don't remember the name of the main character but the boy that she was interested he died Yeah, I like he, her, he died. Her tribute to Heath Ledger. Um, but the thing I like about it is just certain ones she like remembers things in the movie that didn't actually happen. So right. Like, she keeps this she list keeps of things. List. That... <laughs> but okay, That's yeah, great. Panina ties it up with one to one. Here's the next one. I have no idea who's in that, unless it's um, uh, Gro. That guy Groven. And then that other woman who I don't really like her. She played the mean one. And she's like, she's in other things where she's kind of mean also. It's a story. It's a more of a children's story with um, St. Bernard Dog. Beethoven. Oh, Beethoven. Ooh, Rachel got it just by hair. Oh, Charles Grodin is so funny. Yeah, it's Charles Have you Grodin seen his just... interviews with Johnny Carson? No. They're amazing. Oh, They're so funny. Where he's just like grumpy and not doesn't want to be there. It's so good. It's really good. Wait, so who got... It was Rachel? Yeah, yeah, so two to one to, to zero, okay? Well, Thank you. <laughs> Zena? This is not really fair to Zena, though. But Zena has, movies. like, come, come back on a few of these. And I feel like a, a few of these Zena can get. So here's the next one. It's about a guy who is kind of cognitively impaired a little bit. And it takes you through every single part of his life. He's sitting at a bus stop... Oh, and he kind of yeah. tells the story mm-hmm. of his life to everybody that comes by. I guess the main thing is that he has a box of candy. He <laughs> says his mother said, life is like a box of candy. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> a, so, box of a box of candy. Life is like a box of candy. Um, so there's, there's a, a tale to this. After I told her it was Forrest Gump, she was asking the name of the, actor, the main actress. The Starling. Robin, I don't remember. Right. Robin, what? Right. Oh, right, right. Okay. <laughs> right. Wrong. You say right. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of being John Malkovich, where he's get, like trying to guess her name, and he's like, Robin, oh. Maxine. <laughs> I love that movie. Wait. So where where are we? Two to two. Two to two, two. Two to two. Okay. Rachel. Here's the next one. So these two guys are really into music and they hang out in their parents' basements. Ted and Bill's They're excellent. like a real twosome Oh, Wayne's pair. World? Yes. And they finally meet their the band that they're crazy about like and they're like, we are so humble, you know, we're so honored <laughs> and they bow to them and everything. <laughs> Do you guys know the line? We're not we're worthy. Not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy. We're, we're so humbled. <laughs> we're so humbled. <laughs> So Panina's pulling ahead three to two to, to oh, okay. Here's the next one. I don't remember much about this movie, but it's somehow about a golf course. And there's one scene where yeah. uh, they're trying to get rid of the gophers <laughs> the, on the golf course. And one scene where the gophers actually driving the car. And it's with Bill Murray. I don't know who else. Uh-huh. Who? Else? Oh, um, that guy who never gets respect. Henny, um, not Henny Youngman. Rodney Dangerfield, yes. come on. So she says there's a, a scene where the gopher is driving the car. That's which, Groundhog's Day. Yeah, which led to this debate between... Like, I don't know if the gopher actually does drive a car. You might be thinking of Groundhog Day. 
No, not Groundhog Day. I can see the scene with uh, him driving the car and Bill Murray's behind him. Well, that happened in Groundhog Day. Well, Bill Murray <laughs> was in this movie too? Yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah. She just said that he was driving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that he's driving. I don't think he ever gets with the gopher. Who? He's a groundhog. He's not driving the car. <laughs> what are you talking about? In Caddyshack, it's right. a gopher. Right. In uh, Groundhog Day, it's a groundhog. Right. So you never see the groundhog, do you? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so two to two to one. So it's pretty close. Three right. to, wait, two, three, three to two, two to one. Oh, sorry, one. three to two to one. Oh. Sorry, I'm still helping you, close. but okay. I appreciate it. Here we go. This is a movie about a lawyer and something happens. Blonde. He can nope. only liar, tell, liar. The, yes. tell the truth <gasps> or he can only say yes. Or She's confusing liar, liar with yes, man, which I think is a common oh, mistake. Similar. Xena can get this one. This is, this is in your wheelhouse, I think. I didn't care for this movie, but it's very popular. It's, it's actually a very um, cultish movie. They have like weird dreams in it. And Donnie Darko? goes no. bowling. Big Lebowski? Just yes. Trying. Okay, so four to three to one. So Panina can still tie it up. And this one actually is my favorite. I think this movie takes place in an airport. Is it the Terminal? one where he's nope. stuck in an airport? That's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be the one where Lost the main character no. acts as if he's a, a pilot. But he's really Cast not. Away? No. That's not it either. <laughs> so it's either with George Clooney or Tom Hanks. Up in the air. But I thought he's yes. like stuck ah. in the airport. <laughs> but she combines it with um, Catch Me If You Can. And then. And Terminal. In the, the Terminal. And yeah. then at the end, she's like, I thought it was the one where Matt Damon was pretending to be a pilot. And I'm like, I think that's talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought he also, I thought she also was thinking Sully. Oh, maybe. With Tom Hanks. Yeah. yeah. So Rachel Rachel gets this one. Five to three to one. Good yep. job. Good mom game, everybody. Pulled ahead. Pulled ahead. So before we wrap up, Panina, do you want to talk about updates with uh, 25 for 25, your podcast? Yes. Last time I was on this podcast, I said that it was coming out in October, and it, oh. it did not come out in October because of many reasons, sure. mostly just try not to push myself too hard, you yeah. know, but it is coming out slated for March 1st, mm-hmm. which is also my 25th birthday. Yeah. Ooh, um, perfect. Oh, nice. I know. Uh, it worked out perfect. I know. I was like, well, I'm going to just, just do early, but then I was uh-huh. like, you know what? We can just start releasing these. I've been working on it for like eight months. Yeah. Interviewing. I'll tell you what the podcast sure. is about now. It's called 25 for 25. And I interviewed 25 people about what their lives were like when they were 25, mm-hmm. which is why it's fortuitous that it's coming out on my 25th birthday. Right. And yeah, your birthday present to me will be to listen. I will so, do that. Yeah, and a trailer coming out hopefully soon. Hopefully, yeah. maybe by the time this podcast comes out. Mm, yes. Yeah. Nice. We've been on a long hiatus. This is the first time we've recorded since Wanderjest became a thing. But uh, I, I made a website called Wanderjest that has all the comedy shows happening in Western Mass and all the comedians. And Panina let me make a profile for her on Wanderjest. So she True. is 
She's proudly listed on Wanderjust. So mm-hmm. if you want to you want to see some comedy in Western Mass, go to wanderjust.com. But other than that, thanks everybody for listening. You can find us online at dustyvcr.com or you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Dusty VCR. And if you want to help make our podcast seem more popular, you can rate us on iTunes, which takes two and seconds. You can go to dustyvcr.com slash review. Um, so thanks everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi everyone, this is Panina Beatty, and I'm host of a brand new podcast called 25 for 25. This podcast is about the angst, anxiety, and hope of being alive for a quarter of a century. Over the course of the next few months, I'll be interviewing 25 people about what their lives were like when they were 25. I've spoken to teachers, doctors, writers, comedians, and others, and I'm really excited to share with you their wisdom and experiences. The first episode drops March 1st, which is my 25th birthday. So if you listen, you don't have to buy me a present, unless you want to. You can find 25 for 25 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and online at paninabd.com. I can't wait for you to join me.